I'm a drifter, so I like it on a gangster lean. I don't want it straight. It's just like that, right? Oh, a bottle of water here. Hey, get into that pretty quick. Yep, yeah, just gonna have a go on that. There ain't nothing that I can't do, cause I am strengthened by you. Oh Jesus, pull me through. There ain't nothing that they can say that will pull me away. Oh Jesus, pull me through. Father, it's on you that I've got to keep my focus. Because if I don't, I get caught up in all this hocus pocus. Without you in my bloodstream, I'm screwed to the bone. But as long as I got you, Jesus, I know I won't be alone. This ain't about me. This is all about you. So Lord, please help me to do what it is I got to do. I got to walk by faith and not by sight. So Lord, please come and illuminate my life with your light. Yeah. Life gets really hard, and I feel like I'm tripping to life. Wait, hold on. I'm going to do that again. It goes, uh, how's it go, guys? Lord, please hold my hand, because I feel like I'm slipping. Sometimes this life gets really hard. I ain't even tripping. I don't know what to do or where to go. So on my knees, I turn to you and Jesus Christ. You always pull me through. There ain't nothing that I can do, because I am strengthened by you. Oh, Jesus, pull me through. There ain't nothing that they can say that will pull me away. Oh, Jesus, pull me through. Lord God, I love you so much. And Father, I give you all glory and all honor, Father. Lord Jesus, as I speak your word tonight, I pray that it would go deep into hearts. Lord Jesus, I pray that anyone sitting in this crowd that doesn't know you, Lord, would be blessed enough to come and know you, Father. I pray that the people who do know you, Lord Jesus, would hear your word, Father, and be challenged by it, Lord Jesus. I declare all glory to the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. Amen. So... Right, so uh, tonight I want to speak a little, about, a little bit about a story uh, in Luke 19, from 1 to 10, and uh, it's the story of a man named Zacchaeus, and the story of the man named Jesus. And um, you might know the story, because a lot of you probably heard about it when you were in like Sunday school or something like that, but it doesn't get talked about very often. I mean, I haven't heard it much in my Christian walk anyway, like, except when I was at Sunday school. And... Um, I've had this word in my heart for a long time and uh, was really blessed to just be able to come up here and, and share it with you. Uh, so at the time of this story, Jesus was in Jericho and he was rocking around the Christmas tree at the happy heart. No, he wasn't, but he was in Jericho and um, there were crowds and crowds of people around him. Because everyone wanted a piece of Jesus. Wherever Jesus went, people got healed. Wherever Jesus went, people got set free. And that's still the same case today. But back then, it was pretty new. People were pretty tripped out by it, right? They were like, well, this guy, Jesus, you've got to get there and see him. I'm telling you, he is mean. He's casting out devils. He's seeing the blind healed. He's crippled people, just making them straight up and down, you know? They can walk. And um, everyone wanted a piece of Jesus. And... Uh, so you can imagine if he came to town, huge crowd around him, huge crowd. And there was also a man named Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a man who was in the crowd. 
And Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Not only was he a tax collector, but he was the chief tax collector. So he was pretty much the biggest and baddest dude of all the, chief, all the tax collectors. And uh, what the tax collector's job was to do was to go and t- collect the taxes for the Romans. And they didn't actually get paid. Excuse me. They didn't get paid by the Romans for doing that. But what they did do is they got the authority given to them by the Romans to be able to put their own mark up on what they took from the people. So first they'd say, all right, come on, pay up those taxes, which is hard enough as it is. And then they'd go, bam, and I want extra for me, my pay. And uh, the Roman government would equip them with a couple of Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking dudes on either side to come and stand at the door. You know the type, just pay the money, mate, pay it up. And um, so Zacchaeus was doubling up on money. He was taking more than what he should have. So he was pretty much the richest guy in town. And uh, he heard that Jesus was coming to town. He thought, I've heard this Jesus is different. I've heard this Jesus is different. I wonder what he's like. Just to let you know that Zacchaeus was probably the most hated person in his town. He was a reject and an outcast. Not one friend in the whole town. Zacchaeus would be like, hey guys, how's it going? They'd be like, I want to punch you in the head. Hey, man. I hate you, Zacchaeus. You know why they hated him? Because he'd get the taxes, and then he'd take more money than he was due. And they had to pay it up. So families were going poor because of him. People's kids were going hungry because of Zacchaeus. While he was getting rich, he had no friends. His money was pretty much his friend. And um, so here's Jesus is coming to town. So he's like, man, I've got to check this Jesus out. He sounds pretty cool. Zacchaeus goes to where Jesus is in the town of Jericho, and there's just crowds, crowds of people. Zacchaeus was a short dude as well, so not only could he not get to Jesus through the crowd, but he couldn't even see him because he was too short. That sucks. But here's one thing I love about Zacchaeus. He thought, man, oh, I want to see Jesus. He's like, come on, down in front, kind of thing. And they're like, shut up, Zacchaeus. Quiet in the cheap seats. I hate the cheap seats. I'm the richest guy here. That's pretty much what he was like. So I love his heart here. He doesn't think, oh, rats, I'm too short. He girds up his loins, because apparently that's what they wore back in the day. I don't know what it looked like, bunching them up kind of thing. He's like, he boosts all the way in front of where Jesus was going. So Jesus is back there, right? Zacchaeus boosts all the way over here, because he knows Jesus is walking this way, and climbs up a tree. Pretty weird thing to do, you might ask, but at the same time, I love his heart in that. He wanted to put himself in the path of Jesus where he knew Jesus was going to pass by. He didn't care if he looked like an idiot climbing up the tree. <laughs> he would have been an idiot to do that. People in the, <laughs> look at that monkey up in the tree. Oh, no, Zacchaeus. <laughs> oh, Zacchaeus. And um, he didn't care. He got up that tree and he waited for Jesus to come past. And um, as Jesus keeps walking, he comes under that tree and he stops and he just looks up, and he says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. I need to stay at your house. I need to hang out with you. I want to spend time with you. Zacchaeus is blown away. How tripped out would you be to have the coolest guy in town that everyone wants a piece of stopping under your tree and telling you to come down because he wants to hang out with you personally, to say, hey, see this crowd over here? They're all right, but I want to hang out with you at your house. Imagine that. It would be like, I don't know, 
who's huge these days. Justin Bieber? Okay. It'll be like Justin Bieber coming to town and all the ladies are like, I want a piece of you, Justin! Justin! Right? Someone goes and climbs up a tree and Justin's rocking along. He's like, hey, I want to come to your house and hang out with you. Don't worry about the crowd. What's up with that? What's up with that? I love that so much, though, that Jesus done that, you know? And not only did he just stop under the tree, he called Zacchaeus by name. It doesn't say that he asked Hey, uh, what's your name up there, mate? How's the tree? It's good? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Yeah. Z- oh, Zacchaeus. No, he said, Zacchaeus, come down from there. I want to hang out with you at your place. You might be here tonight, and you might be up a tree, but let me tell you this, that Jesus knows you by name. If you don't know him, Jesus knows you by name. He knows your name. It says in the Bible that he knew all the days of your life before you were even born. God knows you. Whether you think he does or not, I'm telling you, he knows you. So Zacchaeus, tripped out as he was, just scurries down this tree, as you would. Oh, man, the coolest guy wants to hang out with me. (laughs) In your face. (laughs) Probably what I'd be like, sadly. So Jesus goes to um, Zacchaeus' house. And, uh, oh, actually, go back a little bit. Before that, just after Jesus said, hey, I want to come out with you, Guess what all the crowd said? What are you going to hang out with Zacchaeus for? Man, we're way cooler than him. Everyone hates Zacchaeus. He's a sinner. Everyone hated Zacchaeus. And uh, they couldn't understand why Jesus would take time out to go and spend time with Zacchaeus. They couldn't understand it. They couldn't comprehend it. Why would this guy that is just so cool that we all love, we all want a piece of, stop and go and hang out with this guy? And it really got to them. And... um. There's something I want you to turn to with me. It's in Matthew chapter 9, verse 11 to 13. And it says this, But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? That's what my version says. And they were meaning tax collectors and disreputable sinners. When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those that know they are sinners. I love that. Jesus, using that parable about a doctor, the good doctor is in town, and he's about to operate on the hearts of Zacchaeus. He's about to operate on the people's hearts who know that they're sinners. I love that so much. You know, oh, what are you going to go hang out with them for? He's just a sinner. Jesus is like, duh, that's why I'm here. Save him. Oh, you're righteous, man. No, you're sweet. You're all good. You don't need my blood. You're, you're good. You're good. So um, Jesus goes back to Zacchaeus' house. And I don't actually, it doesn't say what conversation went on in that place. But what it does say is that Zacchaeus' heart changed. That Zacchaeus said, look, Lord, I will give away half of everything that I have. I will give away four times what I stole off people. So first off, he's going to give away half of what he has. Being the richest guy in town, that's probably quite a lot. Then he goes on to say, and anything that I've stolen off anybody, I'll repay that by four times the amount. That's where Jesus says salvation has come to this house today. Salvation came into his heart because... He saw the change. The one thing that Zacchaeus was holding on to, because he didn't have friends, he didn't have people that loved him, 
So he was holding on to his money. I know I've held on to things before. And Zacchaeus is holding on to this money so tight. But after one meeting with Jesus, he's ready to give it all up. He's ready to throw it all away and just be like, I want to bless people with it. I don't need it anymore. I've got you, Lord. I've met Jesus. And um, Jesus goes on to say, the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. And I started to look up the definition of lost. Unable to find one's way is the first thing that comes up. Not knowing one's whereabouts or unable to be found. Unable to understand or cope with a situation. So Zacchaeus was lost. He didn't know where he was. He wasn't able to understand or cope with a situation. But there's one man that could find him. One man that could bring him back. Jesus. Now there's a few points that I want to look at here. How often are we as Christians... Seeking to save that which was lost. Jesus says, I do what I see my father do. And it goes on in Luke chapter 15 verse 4. And it's talking about the 99 sheep and one, 100 sheep and one's lost. And Jesus said, wouldn't you leave the 99 to go and find the one? And I just started thinking to myself, how often and how easy for it is it for me to just get caught up in my Christian circle and not actually be okay to leave the 99 of my Christian friends? I wish I had that many, but I don't. But leave those people to go and find someone who's lost. You know, how easy is it for me just to stay stuck in my little bubble without actually seeking someone? You know, Jesus seeked them. You know, he stopped under a tree. Been under any trees lately? Packing saves a tree. Farmers is a tree. Church is a tree. Church is a real good tree. Some people come here and they're looking for something else. They're looking for something different. We have that answer. You know what I love? Jesus stops under Zacchaeus's tree. Zacchaeus is so surprised and blown away. What the heck? Jesus is stopping under this tree. My sycamore tree to talk to me? What? We need to be exceeding the expectations of the lost with our love for them and exceeding the expectations of the lost to say, hey, I'm not too busy to talk to you and hang out with you. And a smile does so much. You're right. A smile and a handshake to someone you might not feel like talking to, kapai, that's good. But actually getting in someone's life like Jesus did and going to hang out with them and spend time with them and love on them and just... Uh, help them to see that there's better things in this world than what they have and know, that's so much better than Carpi. So much better. And um, I just love that about Jesus, how he was willing to do that. He led the way like that. Another thing you can expect. When you leave those 99 to go and talk to that one or to go and find that one, Expect some friends or some people or the crowd to give you some flack. Oh, no, what's she doing? Oh, no, look who she's hanging out with. <laughs> oh, man, that guy stinks. What's he doing hanging over there? Far out. I can't even believe he could bear the smell. 
Oh. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Throwing that stuff aside. What if someone, and I've been in this situation, you're sitting down in the back of church, maybe your first time here or something like that. You know how much it impacts when someone comes along and sits down beside you and just says, hey man, how's it going? I'm this person. And actually gets in your life. They leave the 99 to talk to the one. And yes, I've had it before as well when some people will look and they'll just be like, I can't believe you're hanging out with that person or what a no-hoper, what, what are you doing wasting your time there? You know, they're not helping themselves. But Jesus did it. So why do we think we're any better, you know? There's times when also it gets, you can become desensitized to it. Being in a Christian environment so much, you can actually become desensitized to the fact that there's lost people out there. In Pack and Save, wherever you're going. I just love pack and save. I go to pack and save kind of thing, and there's people walking around, and they're looking all dreary, and, ah, oh, the world's ending, oh, no. Uh, you know, but to look in someone's eyes and say hi kind of thing, you can see that smile appear on their face, and instantly their day changes just because you said hello. You said something that no one else in the shop had said so far kind of thing. I love doing that. So we need to be seeking those situations, not just hoping they'll... We do want them in the church, no doubt. And man, if you're here, love you very much and welcome. But we need to be seeking those situations, actually looking for them, hunting those people who are feeling that way, hunting them for Christ, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Holster that sidearm. So this is just a story that I got really challenged about. I was sitting down here one day and worship, and I just had this in my heart so much. And I just thought, God, how does Zacchaeus feel? It doesn't say that. It doesn't say it in the Bible, how Zacchaeus felt kind of thing. It does say he was joyful when he came down the tree, but it doesn't go too much into too much detail about what was going on inside him. But imagine being one person in the whole town, and everyone hates you. Everybody hates you. There's people like that in our city. And I just felt God say to me, my heart breaks that there are people out there that think they're worthless. My heart is breaking that there's people out there that think they've got nothing good to give because I made them and I put parts of me in them and there is goodness in every single one of them. You know? That's when God hearts, God's heart breaks. When those people out there or when they come in here and they're feeling like they've got nothing to give, like they're worthless and God's just going, oh man, I love you so much. Won't someone go and show you my love? Won't one of my sons or daughters go up to you and just show you that you matter and that you do have something to give? That's where the story's at. That's where the story's at for me. And you might be like Zacchaeus, and you don't know Jesus. You might be up a tree of hopelessness, or you might be up a tree of a family that has kicked you out or that doesn't love you. You might be in a place where you just feel absolutely worthless. But let me tell you this that tonight Jesus is at the bottom of that tree and he's calling you out. And he's saying, he knows your name. And he's calling you by name and he's asking you to come down from that tree because he, he wants to dine with you tonight. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to come and be a part of your life and change your world. If you'll let him. So, tonight, if, if I could have the worship team up please.
as um, every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I just want to ask a question. If you feel like Zacchaeus and you don't know Jesus, he is at the bottom of that tree calling out to you, calling you by name, knowing exactly who you are, exactly what you've done today, exactly what you've done last week. He knows about your family history. He knows every single thing that's going on in your mind and your heart. But he will still call out to you and call you down from that tree because he loves you and because you are worth it to him. So if there is anyone in this place who doesn't know Jesus and you want to respond to him, I want you to raise your hand if you want to respond to Jesus and ask him into your heart and your life. It says in Revelation 3 verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he will dine with me. What God's saying is, if you can hear him knocking on the doors of your heart and you would open up your heart to him, he'll come and be with you forever. He'll come and live inside of you and be a part of your life and help you to change your world. So if there's anyone in that situation tonight and you want to receive Jesus, please raise your hand. It's a hard feeling, isn't it? Your heart's going a million miles an hour. Your head's saying, don't put up your hand. Your heart's saying, do it. If there's anyone in here who feels like you've been someone who's walked past that person that you know God spoke to you to go and sit beside, or you feel like you've been someone who's possibly just lost sight of that love for people that God has commanded us to have, and you're someone who just wants to come before the Lord and just say, Father, I want to love people how you love them, Lord Jesus. Father, I want to love people the way that you love them, Lord. Then just make your way to the front now and just build an altar to the Lord. Build an altar to the Lord to say, oh, Lord, I will love these people that you have called me to love, Father, and I will love them with your heart, Lord. I don't care whether they're smelly. I don't care whether they're social outcasts, Lord God. Father, I don't care if they're gangsters, Lord, or druggies or alcoholics or prostitutes, Father. I will love them, Jesus, for you have called me to love them, Lord. So as we just go into this time of worship, just build an altar to the Lord and let Him change your heart. Let Him do something in your heart that just calls you to, to make movements towards the lost, to just seek them and go under trees, seeking their trees. Wait under their trees and call them out. There's people waiting in trees for you to walk past. So as we worship tonight, just build that altar in your heart.